it's a mailbag episode. We asked for questions. You guys gave us a lot. We'll get into as many as we can, talking about roster construction. What do the Dodgers still need to do? Is James Outman untouchable? And a lot more. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily episode covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to become an everydayer, all you have to do is listen or watch every single day, and you can make that easier by subscribing wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get a $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. If this is your first time listening watching, I'm Vince Samperio, and I'm usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder. Uh, but it's just me today, and... Jeff and I are both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team for more than a few years now. We've been in the press box, been in the locker room. Uh, we've written about the team. We've reported about the team. And uh, now we're here doing this podcast for you guys every Monday through Friday, talking Dodgers for about 30 minutes, uh, part of your hopefully daily commute, daily routine, daily whatever we're part of it. Uh, if you're an everydayer, we're with you every day. And uh, we're here to talk Dodgers again today. No real news in the Dodger world, no real news in the baseball world. And, uh, you know, it feels like nothing's going to happen until the new year at this point. And that means that we wanted to see what you guys wanted to hear from and hear about. And that means taking questions from you guys. We put out a call on Twitter and we got some good questions. So I'm just going to hop right into them. Some of them are covering the same topic so i'll try to loop some of those together uh but the first one is interesting and it comes from jerry at jerry underscore j underscore villa or via is james outman untouchable in trade talks if not who is worth including him in a trade for and i saw somebody i think from just baseball had james outman in a potential trade to the guardians for class a and uh, yeah, James Almond is not going to get traded for Emmanuel Classe. I wouldn't say James Outman is untouchable 100%, but you'd have to be getting somebody that's a starting caliber player on offense, realistically. I don't even know if, you know, if it makes sense to trade him for a starting pitcher at this point. You know, maybe Dylan Cease would be one guy that you could, if they said, hey, D James Outman for Dylan Cease straight up. I think that's one way the Dodgers will go about it. Then they can, you know, maybe go sign somebody, uh, you know, like a Cody Bellinger or someone to that nature or open it up and, and go trade for somebody else uh, to play off this spot. But James Outman, as of right now, is a starting everyday center fielder for the Dodgers. That's where he ended up the season at last year. That's what he's going to be, you know, heading into this season. And you don't trade a, you know, an everyday starter on your team for somebody, you know, class A specifically, somebody who's going to affect, you know, 
60, 70 games a year. Uh, that's, you know, not realistic. Like I said, for somebody, you know, Outman at this point is is somebody that is going to be a, a starter for and with team control for a long time. So he has a lot of value. Like I said, Dylan Cease, maybe, you know, uh, a rental. Corbin Burns, no, you know, definitely not, you know, Shane Bieber. I don't even know, you know, if it was a Randy Rosarena, even then you're basically, you know, trading a starter for a starter. So you're not necessarily gaining anything uh, in that sense. It would make more sense for the Dodgers to trade from their prospect depth rather than trade somebody that's supposed to be an everyday contributor for them. So I can't see James Altman getting traded. Um, it would take somebody, you know, an all-star level player coming back that is going to be a legitimate help to the Dodgers, not only in the regular season, but in the postseason, postseason specifically. So that's where we're at with, with Outman. Good question. We got one question from Hustler Spirit at GetFunded01. He says, Josh Hader or nah, we need a solid closer. I would quibble with the fact that the Dodgers need a solid closer. I definitely think that, you know, at this point, the way the roster is built, you can add to any, you can add to the starting rotation, you can add to the bullpen, you can add to the starting lineup, and it all would benefit them. Um, you know, somebody like Hader, would he help the Dodgers? Would he make them better? Yes. I'm not going to say they don't need a guy like Josh Hader. Or they wouldn't welcome a guy like Josh Hader, but I don't think, you know, Evan Phillips is a very capable closer. I would like if, you know, they were able to find someone else and then Evan Phillips becomes that fireman type again where he can come into any situation that they need. That's the most important, you know, inning or outs of the game. I would like that. And, and you know, obviously Josh Hader is someone who would help with that role. Uh, there was a report earlier in the day that he was looking to get a deal bigger than Edwin Diaz's five years, $102 million. I don't think the Dodgers would be in on that at all. And realistically, that's probably why he hasn't been signed yet. I don't think any teams are in on a guy like Hader for that much. More specifically because, I mean, obviously you'd have to talk to him and, and work with him. Um, but from all reports and everything else we've gotten the last few years, it's you know, Josh Hader prefers not to pitch on back-to-back -back days. Josh Hader prefers not to go more than one inning. And, you know, I don't know if that was, okay, I'm on my, you know, I'm still on team control. I'm not necessarily, you know, stable enough to risk hurting myself by pitching more than I need to. And now if you sign him to a long-term deal, okay, now I'm open to, you know, have security now in the form of money. And now I feel more comfortable going, you know, four or five outs or pitching back to back days or, you know, pitching three out of four days. I don't know. That would be a conversation, you know, any team would have to have who's trying to sign him. But for Hater specifically, you know, again, if he's looking for that big a deal, I don't think he gets it. And realistically, the market full of teams that would be, you know, really interested or needing him is not as strong as you may think. The Rangers were linked to him a lot early on. Uh, the Rangers are working on, you know, their own issues in terms of having cash money to pay players because of their, their deal with their TV. You know, the, they were linked to Jordan Montgomery and Josh Hader a lot to start the offseason, and that's kind of dwindled a little bit unless they figure out whatever that, that issue is going for them. Uh, you know, the Yankees could go after Hader in the sense of that, 
they didn't get Yamamoto, so they can strengthen their bullpen and start of going after you know a top tier starter. There's obviously a lot of teams, you know, even any team in the league could could use Josh Hader. Uh, there's you know very few teams that have a closer better. You know, the Mets would be one of them, assuming you know Diaz comes back healthy. Uh, beyond that, you know, Emmanuel Classe might be another one of them. Um, beyond that, you know, there's teams that anyone could use him. But uh, when it comes down to what the contract he's looking for, you know, I don't think the Dodgers are in on that. And again, anything they get in terms of bullpen is a bit of a luxury at this point. They they should have enough arms right now to, you know, make it work in terms of the bullpen, to have the bullpen be a strength, especially, you know, assuming guys pitch how they've pitched in the past. And that that's always the hard part because, you know, last year Alex Vesia struggled early on and, you know, guys that you were expecting and expecting to be a cog in your bullpen weren't pitching very well, were either struggling to adjust to the pitch clock or whatever the case was. And, you know, you can't count on continuity in the bullpen, but the Dodgers, assuming they don't use some of their other young arms uh, to get a starting pitcher or to get an outfielder or someone like that, they have Kyle Hurt, they have, you know, Landon Knack, they have Nick Frosso who could potentially be bullpen pieces um, to help out and expand the bullpen because you're really looking to expand the bullpen more so than an actual closer. Evan Phillips can be your closer and he'll be fine. But again, but that's also, you know, makes Bruce Dargratter and Joe Kelly, you know, that much more important. And then, you know, Blake Trina and JPA and coming off injury, making them more important. So, you know, to hedge your bets, you can always find somebody that's an elite closer and then move everybody bump everybody back a spot and that's where josh Hader makes sense but again it's going to come down to what type of money he ends up getting what his market is and if the dodgers feel like the price is right i feel like they would entertain the idea and if not then they wouldn't so there's more questions about roster construction we're going to get into all that so make sure to keep it locked on dodgers Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet because that's that's because the weather gets colder than if offers stay hot on FanDuel. And what is a money line bet? All you have to do is pick which team will win. Last night, if you had chosen the Browns to win and put at least $5 on it, you'd have $150 of bonus bets in your FanDuel account this morning. So go check out FanDuel right now. There's no better time to get in on the action. Get the last two weeks of NFL, then the playoffs. You know, if your team's not in it, what's a fun way to make sure you are all in on the action? FanDuel and putting down bets and, you know, money line bets, using those bonus bet money. Uh, the app's easy to use. They got a bunch of different bet spreads, player props, over-unders, more. You can make your time more fun watching NFL, especially if your team's not in it. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in on all the NFL action. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to become an everyday or by listening or watching every day. We're here for you every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes where we get podcasts and on YouTube. All you got to do is search Locked On Dodgers. And remember that Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, has two streaming sports channels that may service you. Locked On Sports Today covers all sports from all members of the Locked On Podcast Network and touching on the biggest stories around the biggest sports 
around the nation. So you can ch- check out Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe. You can also subscribe to Lockdown Sports Los Angeles where you'll see us and you'll see all the other hosts of the Lockdown shows from teams in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, get caught up. If you're a team, a fan of all the teams in L.A., that's easy for you to get caught up with. Just throw that streaming channel on. It's on all day and you can get all your news. So let's get back into the questions. Uh, we're going to talk about a variety of questions that we got. And they all kind of come down to roster construction. Uh, you know, one of them is from Julian at Julian underscore what. And he asks. Who are they looking at adding? Looks like they want to add one more starter since Walker will be held back for the start of season. Who do you think they're looking at? And for another bat, who do you think they're looking at? We got one from that kid J at that kid J23. What's more important, another starter or a right-handed bat in left field? And then Josh Git at Josh Git 1214 says, Who would you add as a right-handed bat in the outfield? And then uh, Dodgers rules one at Tim. He says, do you see the Dodgers making even more of a major splash? So, yeah, obviously this was a topic that we've talked about a lot in the last few weeks. And, you know, you guys, if you've been listening and if you haven't, the number one uh, thing on our minds, Jeff and I, is Randy Rosarena for left field. It doesn't appear as likely as it was before, but, you know, maybe after the arbitration number comes out for him, maybe the Rays don't love it. And, uh, you know, maybe they they look to shed more payroll and the Dodgers are there welcoming Randy with with open arms. Uh, we actually got a question about that specifically from. Um, somebody asked what a package for a Rosarini would look like. I can't find it right now. But, yeah, I mean, again, oh, from Sal Hernandez at Sal Hernandez 01, the most likely trade package that could bring Randy. So yeah, Randy is number one. A trade package, I think, would include one of the young pitchers in in Knack or, or Frasso or Kyle Hurt or Gavin Stone. And then I think, you know, probably at this point we're throwing Michael Bush into all trades just because it doesn't look like they're gonna give him a chance for any runway to be a legitimate, you know, player in terms of getting a lot of playing time or a majority of playing time. Could be wrong. They could be thinking about him for for a bigger role in 2024, but it doesn't seem likely. So, you know, Michael Bush, one of the young starters, and maybe, you know, a, a flyer-type prospect, I think would be able to get it done. Uh, Randy comes with a couple of years of team control, so, you know, you're going to have to give up a little bit more than you might if he was just a rental. But I, I think that would be a, the general package for there. In terms of what's more important, a starter or a bat, I think – and, I, and we've said this. I think the Dodgers, as currently built, are are fine. You know, they could enter opening day with this current roster and they would still be a favorite, if not the favorite, to win the World Series. They'd still be a very good team. They'd still probably win 100 games and, and everything would be fine. I think for me personally, I think the starting pitcher is more important just because you're – you know, you're hedging against a lot. You're you're making sure your guys are able to stay healthy and you're giving yourself, you know, realistically, they're going to go for an innings eater type starter rather than, you know, high upside. You know, Shane Bieber could be a high upside guy, but he might not be the most healthiest pitcher to go after. Or a guy, you know, like Dylan Cease obviously has high upside and has been able uh, to throw a lot the last few years. You know, Corbin Burns one more year. I think, 
you know, for a starter, you don't need to go a number one or two guy. There's those guys are still available and they can still do it. But you do need somebody that's going to be able to go out there every fifth day and, and give you, you know, five, six innings uh, of just okay, you know, baseball. Uh, you know, guys like Lucas Giolito, Sean Manaya, guys like that make sense. Just be just because we've seen how many pitchers the Dodgers can go through in a year. You still want to protect the young guys. You still, you know, Walker Buehler is going to be handled very carefully. You know, Glasnow and Yamamoto will get handled a little bit more carefully, uh, you know, just because coming off injury for Glasnow is still not fully all the way back. Uh, are you, you want to make sure everyone's healthy for October. So I think a starting pitcher makes more sense. Whereas on the hitting side, you could do a lot worse than Chris Taylor being your everyday left fielder or your left fielder against left-handed pitch or whatever the case. Your everyday left fielder. You could do a lot worse than Chris Taylor being that guy. That also calls into, you know, affect one of the young guys, whether it's Vargas, whether it's Bush, you know, learning left field enough for the Dodgers to be comfortable to give them some regular at-bats and playing the outfield or moving, you know, make moving Mookie off second back into the outfield, you know, getting – Hayward in center and Altman and whatever the case is uh, and letting, you know, Bush or Vargas play second base. I think it, it's not at when you have Mookie, Freddie, Otani, Will Smith, Max Muncy as your top five. I think you're in a good spot offensively to where, you know, you don't need to go get another all-star caliber player or another, you know, full-time player out there in the field. And again, have we had do we want one? Yes. Have we talked about, you know, guys like Tasker Hernandez and uh, before, you know, Lourdes Guerrero Jr. and guys like that? Yeah, we've talked about him. And I still think a guy like Tasker makes sense, although his market is starting to heat up. It's reported that Rogers interest in him is going down a little bit since it looks like he might get a big multi-year deal now. But regardless, I, I think starting pitching is the more important thing to go after just because. You know, you might need 10 starters to get through the season realistically. And you don't, you know, you can't count on, you know, Bobby Miller to either one, replicate his success and two, you know, be ready for a full bore season from start to finish in the major leagues. You know, Emmett Sheehan, you know, you're not going to go out and throw him 180 innings next year. I don't think so. You know, Tyler Glasnow, you might want him to throw, you know, once a week or, you know, four four or five times a month rather than six times a month, something like that. Yamamoto as well, he's used to pitching, you know, once a week. He has to make that adjustment. So I think, you know, they're going to handle. And Brandon Gomes was asked about this after the Yamamoto press conference about if the Dodgers are going to use a six-man rotation. And he wouldn't commit to saying the Dodgers would use a six-man rotation, but he did say that he believes that they've done enough in past, or, you know, they've shown in past years that they're, able to move enough guys around in order to make sure that everybody is good and everybody, you know, can stay healthy if they need to or or get the rest they need. So while they might not have a legitimate six-man rotation, uh, they're definitely going to have, you know, utilize days with no days off, maybe get an extra arm in there or utilizing off days to not skip, you know, your number five starter and keep everybody, you know, one through five on a rotating basis. So whatever the case is, the Dodgers are going to be looking out for their for their arms, but I still do think a starting pitcher makes more sense right now. But you know, obviously, uh, both would would work very well for the Dodgers and and wouldn't be you know too much overkill. So we still have a few more questions that I will answer. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Logics. 
you know, on this show, we get into a lot of in-depth analysis and, uh, you know, maybe have some strong opinions on things. Well, we have a hot take today, and the hottest take of the day is the best lineup in L.A. right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logics. They start off the top with the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. These guys can be counted on to give you low rates and save you big time bucks and be that, you know, dependable thing that you may need. But next up, they've got the exciting Ricky sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Go get you a car that you can plug in. Rounding out their lineup, they've got auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Lower monthly payments means more money for Dodger tickets. And look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat this lineup at Logix. So visit your local Logix branch right here in LA and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logixbanking.com slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash C-A-R. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen. Make sure to make us a part of your daily life Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes, whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, making breakfast, working from home, whatever the case is, go check us out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Remember, you can become a Locked On Dodgers insider at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. You can have exclusive access to us through text and be able to ask us questions uh, suggest topics, you know, things of that nature, just general Dodger talk, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more elevated than some of your other group chats. So join, remember, join subtext.com slash lockdown Dodgers and you can talk with us. All right. So uh, let's round out these questions. we got a few more. We got one from uh, our buddy Bryce over at Lockdown Rangers. He's riding high this offseason. He says, how much do you miss Corey Seager? Corey Seager is definitely missed, but other than, you know, World Series championships, uh, the fact of what this offseason has brought for the Dodgers, you know, makes you miss Corey Seager a little bit less. Obviously, he had a hot, hot, hot uh, postseason and won his second World Series title and second World Series MVP. But, uh, you know, the Dodgers are, are looking bright and on to the future. So we appreciate the question from Bryce and uh, congrats to you for being able to talk about a World Series champion team. Uh, SoCal Librarian, our, our buddy at SoCal underscore Librarian, she says, with Bueller coming back from TJ, Yamamoto used to pitching once a week, anticipate the six-man rotation or maybe more bullpen games. Touched on this a little bit at the end of the last segment, but I don't expect a full six-man rotation, but I definitely expect them to utilize the arms that they have right now or you know the ones that they add. Um and this will kind of lend itself into the next question from our buddy Kevin at Blue Goon 82. So it seems like many fans want the Dodgers to keep being aggressive while he's hoping that Sheehan gets the fifth starter spot and Bush gets a shot in left field. He says, am I crazy enough to think that our core is elite enough to allow some young guys to get PT at some open positions? And uh, no, I don't think it's a crazy thought to want that or even, you know, believe in that. I think, you know, us as Dodger fans at this point, we're spoiled and, we kind of want every hole filled and, and leave no stone unturned. And, you know, I, like I said, uh, this team is good enough to start the regular season right now with how it's currently built. They'd be able to handle it in terms of pitching. They'd be able to handle it in terms of hitting. And, you know, they'd be able to handle it in terms of bullpen. Now, 
you know, Emmett Sheehan, for a good reason, has been the talk of the offseason among a lot of Dodger fans I've seen here on social media and in general. And he has the stuff to, you know, he slotted in as that number five starter right now. And we can see why he had a lot of good starts last year. He showed a lot of promise and definitely has the stuff to make it work. And, you know, if the Dodgers went into the season with Emmett Sheehan as their number five starter, uh, you know, I have no issue with that. But again, if they want to get another starter in there and, you know, kind of give everybody a little bit of a bubble, a little bit of a, you know, a cushion, then I, I believe that's still right to do, especially if Walker Buehler does start the season a little slow, maybe a little bit delayed, you know, not starting until maybe May or June, depending how slow they play them. Uh, you know, you do want somebody else to kind of slide in there and, and give you a comfortable arm every fifth day that you don't have to worry about. Like if you sign, let's just say you sign a guy like Shamanea to a one-year deal or some some pitcher, you know, Ryu, whoever it is to a one-year deal, you don't have to be as – not that they're going to overwork them, but you don't have to be as cautious with them in terms of, oh, you can only pitch, you know, 80 pitches a game and blah, blah, blah. Like you don't have to worry about that. With Sheehan, they can still have to worry about that. So, you know, while he's definitely going to start in the rotation as it presently stands, you know, I don't expect him to make 32 starts. So, you know, that, there's definitely room there. And like I said, the Dodger offense is good enough right now to be able to handle not getting another outfielder, another starting caliber outfielder. But again, it's just one of those things where you kind of want every hole covered. Like, Right now, if you look at the Dodgers, you look at, you know, left field could be a little bit of an issue. Who's going to put, you know, right field is, is Margot and Hayward. Center field is Outman. You know, left field as of right now would be Chris Taylor, but, you know, that could change. But you're looking at, you know, what if Gavin Lux does struggle out of the gate or what if it does take him a while to get his timing down or what if, you know, he just struggled. We, we obviously had the good year, then he got hurt last year, and, you know, you can't guarantee – so then you're looking at, you know, potentially two holes in your lineup when Chris Taylor gets cold or whoever else. And, you know, you're talking about Michael Bush and Michael Bush getting it. I'd love to see Michael Bush get the get the shot if he's not traded this offseason for somebody else. I'd love to see him get a shot. But it's up to him to, you know, hopefully be working on his outfield skills this entire offseason in order to be a passable left fielder. We've seen the Dodgers play with passable left fielders before, and I don't think it's that big an issue, especially if he's hitting. So, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Bush get that spot or even Bush and Vargas kind of sharing that spot maybe. And then Taylor kind of fills in everywhere else. There's there's a lot of ways to go about it. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't see an issue with that. Um, the Dodgers, you know, do have it. But I think for Dodger fans, you kind of think to October and you think of, you know, the guys they've given at bats to the last few years and key situations in the postseason. And, you know, if you add another high quality outfielder to the mix which pushes you know a guy like bush or vargas or whoever to a bench spot you know you're more comfortable with michael bush coming up in a in a key situation than guys that they've had in the past you know steven Souza jr billy mckinney uh you know even colton wong last year like coming up in in those potential spots so i think that's what us dodger fans are, are kind of looking out for but you know it's definitely they've given guys the rain before they gave vargas the rain last year and it didn't quite work out but they gave, you know, Corey Seager the reign back in the day, and, and he made it work, and he became a superstar. And, you know, Cody Bellinger did the same. Obviously, he came up because of injury a little bit, but then he he worked his way and stayed up and, and didn't go back down ever again and, you know, went on to become an MVP and a superstar as well. So there's a chance for these guys to be able to shine on their own. But I think as us fans, you know, we kind of want to hedge against that at this point just because of, 
you know, what we know this roster is capable of. And, you know, you don't want to shortchange this core that they have right now um, by relying on, you know, rookies or unproven talent. And not that it's the right move, but I definitely can see, you know, why people feel that way. So, all right. Uh, we have a, a joke of a question, a funny one, though, from Eddie, Eddie C underscore 89. Do you think getting Otani Yamamoto and Glasnow is enough to make up for the loss of Lance Lynn? I definitely think that makes up for the loss of Lance Lynn. Uh, appreciate Lance Lynn for his regular season. Don't appreciate him as much for his postseason performance. But, uh, yeah, we got one from at Jin Burt. He says, will Tani be able to close games in the 2024 playoffs? I can't see that happening. Uh, second Tommy Johns usually take a little longer. He got his pretty late into the season. If we go by kind of what Walker Bueller did, he got his early in the season and tried to come back and it didn't quite work out. So I got to imagine they're going to try to protect Otani at all costs. There's no way he's going to be able to pitch next year um, at all. Or even if he could, I don't think they would want him to. So, And we have a question from Carol Short to close it out. Uh, at Zim Waz, what is Blake Trinan's status? As far as we know, his status will be that he'll be a piece of the Dodgers uh, bullpen heading into spring training, assuming he's healthy and his stuff looks like it did before injury. He's going to be a key piece of the Dodger bullpen, but uh, you know, that, that remains to be seen and that's always easier said than done. But uh, that that's the last update we've had. Uh, we haven't heard anything else from there. There is a question from Dave at Dave say yes uh, about, the, about Dodger Stadium and about uh, providing value, you know, he's coming to Dodger Stadium for the first time in a while. I'll get into that next week. Uh, you know, that's a little bit longer of an answer, and we're running out of time here. But appreciate all the questions that you guys provided. Some good questions, uh, you know, able to sustain us for an entire episode. So we appreciate that. We will be back on Monday talking any news that happens over the weekend, talking Dave's question about where to sit at Dodger Stadium or where's the best place to sit. And, uh, you know, Jeff mentioned talking about Cody Bellinger. Maybe that's somebody we talk to. Maybe, you know, we get some more rumors over the weekend or something like that, and, well, we can dive into them. So thank you all for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to become an everydayer by listening or watching every day. We're here for you every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, Lockdown Podcast Network has Locked On Sports Today, which is a 24-7 streaming channel covering national sports and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, a 24-7 streaming channel uh, covering all LA sports. So go check those out on YouTube and subscribe. Remember, you can become an insider at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers and text with us and, uh, you know, be be bigger part of the conversation of the Locked On conversation. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's 91. You can DM either of us for any questions, comments, or concerns, topics. You can also email us, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or send us a voicemail or a text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, or if you're at home, tell your smart device by podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.